talkradioinfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy. Conspicuous by his absence this week, my co-host Justin Watson on the slopes of uh, of Ski Beach, I think, over or maybe he's a Sugar Mountain, somewhere over in North Carolina. He's probably laid up in a cabin uh, with a redhead and a bottle of beer and probably uh, a sore body. Uh, I do have Greg Hopkins on the line with me tonight to uh, to trudge through this one. Uh, we've got a big show. We are going to be talking to one half of the main event for Valor Fifty Seven. Shamir Helikitty Peshewa will join us to talk about her fight with Gina Elliott that's coming up on April 5th. And then, of course, we've got to recap the uh, the UFC Fight Night 147, which went down in Wichita, Kansas this past weekend, and do a brief little preview for UFC London this weekend. Uh, so a bit of an abbreviated show uh, this week. Greg, how's it going, man? You were spending, you spent some time over in uh, North Kakalaki yourself, you said, last weekend. Yeah, it's a uh, it's tax season, man. Uh, we've been getting to go on some little mini vacations every weekend, so uh, we, we we usually go off and <clears throat> take off up there. And uh, we don't go to the casino or anything, but we go to the uh, the national park and do all that fun stuff. No, I'm just kidding. We totally went to the casino. We had a great time. <laughs> I was about to say, man, if this guy didn't go to the casino, then uh, something is wrong with the world. <laughs> My girlfriend. <laughs> She looked. She looked over at me right now. She just looked at me. She's like, "What the hell are you lying about? Wait, why?" <laughs> like, you, you guys, uh, know, but, uh, you guys checked out some of the, some of the Cherokee National Forest. Did some hiking, maybe uh, some some uh, some uh, fossil digs. Yeah, she. Uh, we actually went up there, and I was complaining the whole way up there. I was like, you know, I need. To, I really need to try to get some kind of workout in today because uh, there's talk about me wanting to fight again one day. So uh, I need to start working out. And she goes, well, "We'll take you on a hike and." She took me up there and we went to this like 600, 600 step, two and a half mile hike, and I ran the whole thing. And by the end of it, I couldn't walk. I'm like, like over the next day, my cats are killing me. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to get you back in there soon. Of course, already in some talks. Maybe we'll see the return of Greg Hopkins here in the next couple months. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's uh, dive on in, man. Um, before uh, before we get to uh, the the uh, recap and preview, uh, let's start things off with our interview and get uh, Shamir Peshewa on the line. All right, on the line we have got. Shamir Hella Kitty Peshewa. She's going to be main eventing. Bauer 57 is coming up here in just a few weeks. It's going to be April the 5th at the Cotton Eye Joe. She's going to be taking on a very tough Gina Elliott. Shamir, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing real good. Doing real good. We appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your training schedule to uh, to jump on here and chat a little bit. We've got, uh, you know, the first time that we'll have seen you in MMA action now in uh, over a year. You know, you made your, your pro debut uh, last year in a war against uh, against Natalie King at the Coliseum. You came out with a victory there. And uh, since then, you, you've been on the shelf a little bit. You know, you've done some grappling and some things like that, but haven't been able to get back in there for MMA. What is uh, what's been going on? You know, uh, what's been going on? You know, it's been about a year since we've talked to you, I'd say, on here. Yeah, I um, I had surgery. Uh, I think that's pretty uh, – everyone kind of knows that at this point if you follow me on social media. So 
I had knee surgery in March of last year and it took the better part of the year to uh, recover from that and recover in a way that I could still compete for years to come. I probably could have done it quicker and maybe not had as good of results as I had, but I stayed in rehab for a while and really stayed uh, doing exactly what the the surgeon told me to do and exactly what my physical therapist told me to do so I could have a long career and I could come back and, you know, be able to compete um, again. So we had a fight in November. It didn't end up happening, and I got to have a grappling match. Um, and it, it it just kind of reminded me that I love MMA, not grappling. Jiu-jitsu <laughs> 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 uh, and grappling is, is a great it's great. It's great for other people. You know, I just, I like putting it all together and that's really, it, it helps bring that home. You know, some other people had asked me about doing some super matches or things like that. And I was like, nah, I mean, it's just not what I'm, I'm aiming to do with yeah. myself. So it's hard, hard to get it up for it. I hear you. Uh, so, uh, you know, that kind of segs a little bit into, uh, my next question, of course, uh, you're going to be returning here uh, right now. I guess we're looking at about three weeks out, give or take three and a half weeks. Uh, and you're going to be fighting Gina Elliott, formerly known as Gina Begley. It's an Invicta vet, uh, one of the, 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 the best female fighters out of Kentucky. And uh, speaking of that grappling match, that's who you grappled. Uh, you know, she stepped up yes. on about a week's notice to do that match uh, to kind of save, save the spot when your original opponent had pulled out. I think uh, your opponent had pulled pulled out like two weeks before the show. So she didn't really have time to get the licensing and things like that done for an MMA fight, but you guys grappled. Uh, talk a little bit about what we can expect from this now that you have, you know, you guys didn't fight per se. There was no punching and kicking and all that, but you were able to feel her, you were able to kind of feel her strengths and uh, in, in what she had, uh, at least on the ground. Talk a little bit about uh, what we can expect and maybe some things that you've been working on, uh, you know, to in preparation, uh, you know, to show some evolution in your game uh, since it's been about a year since you've been in there. Uh, I really am thankful for the off time in a lot of ways. I used to rely a lot on being athletic and explosive. And when you have the, the type of injury where you just can't do that anymore for a little while, it really makes you step back and think about the IQ of it more. And think about like the mental game and like the, the chess move, so to speak, and having it, having striking, um, focus on striking and focus on wrestling and focus on jujitsu. I had to go a lot slower. I had to be a lot calmer, which allowed me to focus in on the, my technique and focus in on, you know, things that I just at some point before that relied on just being like super strong, um, or explosive, uh, or aggressive. And that was kind of taken away. And I, I appreciate that because it helped me grow so much, uh, technique wise. Um, I, when I grappled Gina, I didn't, um, that was like one of the first cards that we'd put on and it was a real crazy hectic day. And when I got in there, my first reaction was to punch her or was to like punch her knee or do something else. So I, I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't go on my first reaction and that's not taking anything away from Gina. She's an incredible competitor and uh, good at jujitsu. She's also, she's a brown belt. I'm not sure if she has any stripes or not. Uh, I'm a, a four star blue belt. So I didn't feel like that it was like so far away from what I was able to comprehend that she was doing. Um, she kept going, trying to go off to the side for an arm bar and then have to like recenter or, you know, those things that I had to do, but those also mistakes that I made from not being in the cage. 
uh, you know, for that long or, you know, not competing for that long. Uh, those mistakes that I made uh, that we've definitely worked on and analyzed and uh, watched the video and say, okay, well, you know, maybe that wasn't a good idea or maybe this wasn't a good idea. Take those criticisms uh, home and be like, okay, well, how can I change that? And a lot of putting myself in the situations that we got into uh, in the gym and just working out of them and, you know, growing like you would from any win or loss, I think, you know, like, I think anytime I step in the cage, I go back to the drawing board, uh, so to speak and say, okay, well, how can I do something better? How can I evolve from here? Um, I did the same thing with the Natalie King fight. I did, you know, like every fight I've ever had, I've gone back and been like, okay, what can I make better? And our coaches, you know, I'll take that to my coach and I'll be like, all right, Eric, where can I grow? How can I be, be better? So it's never, it's really mattered to me, um, win or loss. Like it, you always go back and analyze, I think what you were, what you were doing or what you did wrong or right or anything else. So while, so, you know, while, you know, you said that obviously, you know, just a straight grappling match is not necessarily, you know, you know, what you're aiming to do, you want to do MMA, uh, would you still say that it was probably a good move, you know, jumping in there, still kind of knocking the rust off to a degree after being out for so long, still getting to somewhat test your knee, uh, even though not under MMA circumstances, but, but it's still probably better than just, you know, being out for all the way till now and still not, not getting in there with any sort of competition, I would think. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm always thankful for a chance to compete, a chance to line up against somebody and see if I can do the things that we talked about or do the things that I've worked on. Um, if they throw something new or something different, can I adjust? I, I, you know, that's, that is what I absolutely love about MMA. Uh, it's anybody's game. It's anybody, it's at any moment, anything could happen. And I love I love that. I love the thrill of being on the edge of your seat, being like, all right, like, let's see if I can like do whatever I need to do, no matter what the opponent brings to the table. So I always am very thankful for a chance to compete. Honestly, in November, I had sold around 120 tickets and I did not want to, I didn't want to let, I don't, I didn't want to refund everyone. I ended up refunding about half. Um, I knew taking the grappling match probably was like, you know, and some of people's opinions, not the best idea. Other people's opinions, you know, a good idea. I mean, it didn't really matter to me what people thought about it. I just wanted to be able to get in there and compete. And, you know, at least I'd already cut the weight. I'd already done everything. Cause it was like, I think it was like seven or eight days before the event that the other girl yeah, pulled out. So I'd yeah. already done everything. So I didn't want it to all be at waste, but at the same time, I was at peace with the fact that it might not be MMA and it might not be anything. Um, so when it presented itself that it could be Gina, I said, sure. I mean, it could have been John Jones. I said, sure. <laughs> it, doesn't, it didn't really matter. I just wanted to be able, you know, when you're, and, you know, not blowing smoke up my own ass, but I mean, if you love to compete and you love to practice doing things, and you don't get to do that for a long time, you're kind of antsy to get back to that. To You know, I couldn't run any Spartan races. I didn't get to do any, like, 5Ks last year. There wasn't, there wasn't anything. So, for me, to just compete in 2018 was, again, you know, it was to be, like, a milestone for me. I was like, I just want to be able to get back in there and compete, uh, no matter what it was. 
No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Glad you were able to for sure. Uh, you know, this fight uh, coming up here, uh, Gina is you know still even though this is MMA, Gina is still probably known primarily as a grappling specialist. I think it's safe to say. Uh, you know, she comes from Tenth uh, Planet uh, in uh, Kentucky, so you know she's going to have some tricks up her sleeve. Uh, what have you been doing? Uh, you know, if anything different, maybe nothing different for that matter, but anything uh, in special preparation to take on, uh, you know, a grappling specialist, uh, someone that's going to have some uh, some interesting tricks. I know uh, you're not 10th Planet anymore, but you have had some experience with that system. Uh, I, I love grappling. Uh, I love being on the ground. I'm not sad or worried or anything, you know, upset to be there in any way, um, whether it's with Gino or anyone else, because no matter what, that's going to make me better. Uh, if she's a grappling specialist if she's you know advanced one of the best fighters in kentucky then that's going to set me up for my career uh outcome mm, it doesn't really matter because i get more experience going with someone at her of her level uh like i said i'm a blue belt so for her to be a brown belt i just like being able to feel her feel what she does see where she goes you know and and have that experience uh that's you can't buy that, you know, like there's no way that I can get that experience any other way, but to go with those type of competitors, to go with those type of ladies, she's fought where I wanted to, where I want to fight. She, sure. you know, she's been where I want to be. So uh, you know, I don't mind wherever the fight goes. I've, I've worked, I'm working with, um, a, towards the beginning of last week, I started with a new strength and conditioning coach. Um, so I'm interested to see how that'll pay off. Um, in the cage. I'm interested to see, uh, the things that I've learned, the patience that I've gained. I was really happy in November with how patient I was. Um, a lot of people commented on that. I looked like I was like watching a movie or something, <laughs> you know, like I was just <laughs> hanging out and, uh, and I was because I didn't feel any, I didn't feel the urgency to like scramble or like freak out or, you know, like there wasn't, there wasn't any of that. There was, it was just like, all right, we're doing this thing and I feel like going to this. So I'm going to defend that and then we'll go to the next thing. So there was, uh, there was a lot more patience involved. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I gained from last year. So I'm excited to put that to use in the cage and see how that pays off for me. Uh, a lot of times it's an exciting fight, but it's not always the, the smartest fight. Uh, and I think that I, that's something that I've grown a lot with. Well, so, you know, you're, you're main eventing this card and, uh, you know, you've gotten obviously into other aspects of the promotion. Now, I'm not going to get into so much of that until probably after the fight. I'm going to have you back on. I really want to talk about some of the, the big things that we've got coming up for May. But for now, we'll keep the focus on you and your fight. And this card, um, you know, you are one of four pro fights on this fight night at the Joe. Uh, we've done several of these now and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Talk to uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about what they can expect from this, uh, you know, from this pro card. You've got uh, two of your other female teammates on the card uh, in Taylor Turner and uh, Emily King uh, also competing. So it's always nice, I'm sure, to have a couple of other, uh, you know, pro females on your team helping to uh, prep, cut the weight, uh, you know, just go through the whole process. And then also we got a, a David Robbins sighting on this one. All the, all the, the Joe is so intimate. If you have been to shows at the Coliseum or been to shows in a bigger arena, they're really cool. And they're, and they're a lot, uh, I guess for experience, but this is so intimate. You are right up against the cage. I mean, no even if you're in the general admission, you are right there with us 
So uh, I think that MMA fans get something that they don't usually get at the Joe. Um, and the ticket, the price point is amazing, $30 and $60. So that's that's crazy uh, for the kind of experience that you're going to get. Uh, the facility itself is amazing, uh, good sound. We're working on the lighting. We've, we're going back and doing a little bit better lighting. You know, there's there's just so much to be able to be had for people at Scott and Joe's. They have food, they have drinks, they have seats. They, you know, there's a lot going on there, um, and you get to be right up into the action. So that's always exciting. Um, David Robbins, he always puts on a show. I feel like anytime you know I can compete on a card with somebody like that, it's it's only you know helps both of us to go out there and you know, do our very best because the other one's going to shine brighter. Uh, same with Disney <laughs> and Taylor. They're so, they're so good, you know? So you're talking about a pro card that could be any, any of those could be headliners, you know? Um, so I'm honored to be the main event, you know, to, you know, to, to sit in that spot and have that spot. Um, David's a co-main. I think that'll be like fireworks of a fight. Jason Wolf, we saw him uh, in January fight yep. Jason King. And he didn't get to really show anything. And I was kind of sad because I was excited to see what he had. Even though he's fighting my teammate, I still love MMA. Sure. You know, like it's, uh, I'm a fan, you know. So for me, I wanted to see what he had. I wanted to see, like, what's he going to open up with? What's he going to do? And Jason executed beautifully. And it, it, it was awesome for Jason. But Jason Wolf didn't get to do anything. Right. Get, and I think he's got a lot more to offer than what we were able to see that night for sure. Absolutely. And so I'm excited to watch him compete too. Uh, Emily, Emily has been working a lot uh, on different aspects of her game and just evolving as a fighter and being comfortable with the fact that, you know, she can go anywhere, man. She can stand, she can roll, she can, it's whatever. I mean, that girl is in a lot of ways just fierce. You know, she will just keep going. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter uh, to her where it is. So that's always fun. Uh, she's fighting Ashley Samples, which, I mean, geez, Ashley comes a bang, but she's also not a, not not anything uh, you know not anything to complain about on the ground either. So I feel like both of those girls are going to put on a show. Uh, I think the crowd will be super happy. I think it'll be, you know, I I kind of think that that might be like an early candidate for fight of the night. Oh yeah, I think yeah, these girls gonna are going to throw down. I think these girls are going to come out and they're going to square up and they're going to throw down. And then, <laughs> of course, uh, of course, Taylor Turner on the card is always always a pleasure to have her on the card. And we'll get to see uh, Anastasia Bruce back. Uh, wasn't she wasn't yeah, able to do a whole lot was, against Shanna? But I think uh, it's another case like next. Jason Wolf where she's got more to offer. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I was going next. You know, with Taylor, you know, she's she's just worked so hard on you know becoming a better competitor. You know, she's an amazing fighter, but she's worked really hard on becoming a better competitor. And to see her kind of turn that corner um, for competitiveness is really, you know, what I think has been, has held her back in the past. And to see her kind of like come into that and like own the fact that she is an amazing competitor is going to take her as far as she wants to go. Uh, so I think that she turned that corner. I think Anastasia Bruce, I think, uh, you know, she didn't get, to show just like, like you said, like Jason Wolf, she didn't get to show what she had. And I think that she's worked extremely hard coming into this. I think she worked extremely hard for the Shanna fight. You know, Shanna had never, 
I think I'm correct in saying that Shannon had never made 125 before. Right. So, you know, testing the waters there and feeling it out. And, you know, for Anastasia to be like, hell yeah, fighter, I respect that. Oh, yes. You know, there's a lot of people who won't fight anyone, you know, like not just our gym, other gyms too. There's, sure. I mean, Ashley Samples had a really hard time getting a fight there for a little while. And these, you know, these ladies want to fight. They want to compete. No one's twisting their arm in any way. So, you know, for her to be like, I don't care who it is, put a person in front of me. I want to see if I can get better. That's a, that's admirable on so many levels. So I'm super excited to watch them fight. Um, you know, the rest of the card is pretty good too. We've got several amateurs on there that I think come to, you know, bring the show and are looking to have like longer term careers instead of, you know, some amateurs are, they're just kind of in there to have fun. And I think some of the card is definitely there to go the long haul to see where they can get. Uh, so I'm super excited. It's a really good card. I, I'm happy to fight on the card where there's so many different competitors. No doubt. I'm really excited for this one as well. Uh, Shamir, before we let you go, I want to let you give some shout outs where they're doing any kind of sponsor love, teammates, training partners. You want to give some love to I'll let you do that. And then, of course, you've got a burgeoning social media following already, but it can't hurt to get it even bigger. So I'll let you throw those out there as well. Uh, you need to be following uh, Shamir on social media. You've got a lot of good stuff on there and she's uh, always uh, a fun, a fun follow. So uh, I'll let you have uh, I'll let you have the floor. Well, thank you guys uh, so much for having me on. Uh, I appreciate that. I um, always appreciate being able to go on and talk to the listeners and you guys have a great following too. So uh, you can follow me at on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Hell, you can follow me on Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> if you type in my name and Hella Kitty, you'll find me. Uh, you don't even have to even start to type my last name at this point. I'm pretty sure it's easy to find the other way. So Shamir Hellakitty, uh, you can find me on any of those social media platforms. Um, if you uh, want to even follow me on YouTube, I'm on there too. I'm on Twitch. I've been streaming video games, so I'm on there, Hella1342. So that's on there. Um, also, that's on my Instagram bio and all that stuff too. So I'd like to thank Eric, uh, my coach. Uh, thank Joey, uh, Dre, everyone who puts in work with me every day. Uh, you don't you, you don't really realize like how many people go in you with, go into the cage with you you know you might walk in there alone but you did not get there alone so I appreciate all my teammates I appreciate my personal training clients they you know they know it's fight camp and I'm like huh, I'm gonna not come to work today or I'm not <laughs> I'm, can we schedule this later in the evening because I'm tired and so they they stick with me and I appreciate that I appreciate all my fans my followers. Fuck man, I even appreciate my my haters. They they help me get here too. So I, I appreciate them. Uh thank you to Eddie's Health Shop. That's my nutritionist. Uh thanks to Jason King. He's actually doing my weight cut this time. Uh he's learned some stuff from Lockhart and Leaf and the weight seems to be coming off a little bit easier this time, uh, from those methods. So I appreciate him. Uh, I appreciate my new strength and conditioning, uh Patron training, Charles Patron. Uh he's Man, I've been super sore, so that's, that's yeah. exciting. Uh, thank you to my job. sponsors, Baby Tattoo, Marvel My Fitness, uh, Fighter Alias. I appreciate them so much, uh, all my sponsors. Um, I, I think that's it. I Always, I thank my boyfriend, Caleb. He 
probably puts up the most, <laughs> the most of anyone. You know, the most home, be like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to sit here and play video games. And he's like, okay, I love you. I'm like, all right, come home. And I'm like, hold me. I want to be held. And he's like, okay, I love you. So he's amazing. Um, so I, I appreciate him so much. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you to all my sponsors, fans, family. I, I appreciate you guys. I wouldn't be anywhere without you. Once again, this has been Shamir Hella Kitty Peshawa. You can catch her here in just a few weeks. She'll be headlining Valor 57. It's going down on Friday, April the 5th at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe, Knoxville, Tennessee. If you've not been to a, a, a fight night at the Joe, you need to check it out, and this one is going to be a good one. We've got a lot of female fights. Those are always a lot of fun. Shamir will be headlining. You can uh, tune in next week, and we're going to talk with Gina Elliott, her opponent, and get her take on this this matchup as we in the lead-up to. Uh, thanks so much for the time Shamir best of luck here in a few weeks and we will talk very soon thank you so much Tim have a great night all right. Thanks so much to Shamir for joining us uh, ahead of her big main event. Looking forward to her uh, and Gina Begley, or I'm sorry, Gina Elliott, formerly Gina Begley, uh, throwing down here in just a few weeks. Uh, without further ado, let's get on to this recap. Greg, we had UFC Fight Night 147 in Wichita, a pretty underwhelming card. Um, honestly, on paper, I wasn't too excited about it. And, and I, I know that you didn't get to catch as much of it. I, I sat, I really, I think I sat through the whole thing, unfortunately. And uh, it wasn't that uh, that much of uh, anything to write home about. I think until we got to the end. Uh, the last three fights, they kind of turned they kind of turned the heat up a little bit. Uh, just to quickly uh, to some highlights of note, uh, you know, Matt Schnell caught a triangle in the first round submission uh, over Luis Smoka. That was my <laughs> fate of the week, and <laughs> so I'm obviously showed once again. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Is Matt Schnell makes me eat my words and gets the finish. Uh, a little surprised I was to see Maurice Green get the win over Jeff Hughes. He looked really rough at weigh-ins, just looked, you know, dumpy. And just, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Still got the win over a tough Jeff Hughes, though. Um, We saw uh, your guy, Tony Martin. Uh, Tony Martin got the win over Sergio Marais. That was the guy, that was, uh, that was kind of your, your lean of the week. The guy that you, that you really liked, Greg, Uh, Anthony Rocco Martin, Tony Martin, the fellow degenerate gets the win over a tough uh, BJJ practitioner in Sergio Marais. Did you get to see any of that? I miss I miss that one. The, uh, I I got the I had my phone on me while we was going on, and I kept getting you know we were going through places. I was getting in and out. I got to catch like a few fights and the, some highlights of a couple of them. I know I got some help in some places, uh, and I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, I think Nico Price is one of the ones that I picked for uh, you know for my you know just for my upset of the night right there. Yeah, yeah, me too. To, that was that was both of ours. I'll get on to that one now, I guess. Uh, yeah, Nico Price took on uh, Tim Means. Uh, Tim Means was the favorite there, uh, near two to one. Now, Greg and I both uh, agreed that Nico Price was a very good value play at plus 165, as well as on DraftKings, where his salary was, I believe, like 72 or 7,400. It was, it was pretty inexpensive. He gets that first-round knockout win over Tim Means, and it looked rough early, man. I thought Tim Means was going to get him. I thought Tim Means was going to, you know, he had him hurt. But uh, Nico Price dug down and uh and came up with a big big knockout probably the biggest win of his career i would imagine yeah i believe so 
the co-main event. Now, this one was pretty good, too. And this was like a pick and fight. And I, I was really having a hard time on it going back and forth. I got on the right side of it uh, as we got to see Elazu uh, 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 Zaleski Dos Santos, uh, uh, ZDS, we'll call him, uh, gets the first round submission over Curtis Millinder. And man, yeah, man, he really I, I thought that this was going to be a really exciting striking contest because both guys are are pretty fun to watch in that regard. But uh, Zaleski Dos Santos really exposed Millinder on the ground and made him look, you know, worlds below him. Uh, and, and Zaleski Dos Santos is really known more as a as a striker. You know, he's a capoeira guy. He's, he's fun to watch, but uh, showed the ground skills there and kind of puts a halt to the momentum, if you will, for Curtis Millinder. And then, of course, the main event. We all kind of were on the right side of this one, I think. Junior Dos Santos, JDS, gets the second round uh, knockout over Derek Lewis, uh, the Black Beast. Whew, man, I tell you what, um, I really thought that he was going to get him out of there in the first round because he had him hurt a couple times. And then this fight was kind of just like about every other Derek Lewis fight that you see in that he's kind of like, almost timid uh, throughout the whole thing, backing up, kind of wincing and grimacing as he gets hit and, and showing that he's hurt. And then, but, but once he gets hurt, <laughs> he returns with like just the most crazy fucking haymakers, like huge power shots out of left field that end up hurting the guy that's teeing off on him and drops him. And all of a sudden you're in this crazy fight, you know, where essentially Lewis is fighting to survive, but he throws so hard that at any time, you know, he can still end the fight. So it's it's always a bit of a roller coaster uh, when Derek Lewis fights, Greg. Yeah, that uh, <clears throat> I actually had – I went so heavy on Dos Santos this week, and I had him on my DraftKings. I had him, you know, winning the fight. I had him winning the – or the fight being stopped under two and a half rounds, <clears throat> which is actually a pretty good payout for that. But then I went to the props, and I bet that he was going to take him out in the first round. And uh, so I had Junior Dos Santos by first round. I think it was like plus 150. And I was like, I got to lay some cheese on this one because that's exactly what's going to happen. And when he hit that damn, like kicked him right in his damn, just right in that gut. And Derek <laughs> leaned over. I was, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was in a hotel room at this point in time. Finally got to sit down and watch some of the fights. You know, I got to catch the last, uh, like just the, just the end of the co. And then uh, I, I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs. And it's like, I, got, I don't know what time. It was late there. But uh, I was you know, screaming, finish it, finish it, go. And then I went to the second round, and I lost that one bet, which that was the one I laid all my cheese on. I won my money back from what I did win, but I, still, I was just, like, upset. I'm like, why could you not have done that in the, in the first round? Yeah. You had well, him dead to rot. It, he did, and it really seemed like he I, – I really think if he just put the, it put his foot on the gas, he really would have got him in, out of there. And it was odd. It did seem like Dos Santos just, like, kind of – slowed down with him and he just kind of like looked at him for a little bit and, and stopped throwing and so I was I was pretty upset too because on my DraftKings lineup I finished out of the money by like uh, not much by like 10 15 points but it was pretty much the difference in finishing in the first round points versus finishing in the second round points you know oh yeah 10, 10 points is a, is a world of difference in DraftKings I've actually went from winning uh, you know forty dollars and, and instead of winning eleven thousand just because of ten points, and that's, that's <laughs> like, like this. I mean, this weekend, if I would have had a, if I would have picked a right, like I had a, actually, I went five for six on my DraftKings this week. I had a, I had I, let's see, I had DeSantos, then I had a uh, Blake, but they say his name Blagoy Ivano, Ivanov. Uh-huh. How you say his name? Uh, Blagoy Ivanov. Ivanov. Yeah. 
And yeah, I had him. I had uh, Amari Akhmedov. I had, uh-huh. had him, but I think I got. I think I might have got. Was it? No, it was uh, Evanov. I got a little bit of help against Rothwell, right? Like, I think yeah, that was kind of a fuck decision, wasn't it? I, I, you know, I'm I'm glad it went that way because yeah. uh, I won money on that one. But still, I, that one, that wasn't nothing against Rothwell. Just spade him because he's kind of, you know, they keep wanting to push him on his way out, but he's he's, he's still fighting. And I, I still I'm still a big fan of uh, Rothwell. But uh, then I took my my feeling for the night and uh, didn't really like it. But oh, uh, Marion Renault uh-huh. took her, and then uh, I took Nico Price, which you know Marion that girl she didn't she only scored me 34 points. But then I took uh, took Alex Watt there too because I, I just uh, I don't really know why I ended up taking Alex Watt. I just thought that was a sure. I thought that was actually going to be a you know a round a first round knockout is what I was going to be, but uh, it ended up being a decision. But I ended up scoring 431 points and doubling my money for the week. So uh, like small. I said, just you know. Yeah, ten points would have made the difference of doubling my money and then you know winning a thousand bucks. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. And, and honestly, and you would have had again. You would have had it had had uh, JDS uh, got him on out of there. And the, I think first round finishes are worth. Is it is it sixty uh, sixty or ninety? It, it's it's like twenty or thirty points more than a second round finish. It would have been enough. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy too because a lot of people. You know the way I pick my lineups. I pick a bunch of. Uh, I try to pick a few underdogs. You know on the thing, but. You know, this one coming up this week is a little different because uh, uh, we'll get into it in a second, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go ahead and get on into it now, man. Well, uh, that that kind of wraps up a, a fairly uneventful uh, UFC fight night one forty seven. Just to kind of close it out, uh, do you think we saw anything out of JDS to make us think that he is a player in the division? Oh, as far as JDS, uh, I mean, he's always a dangerous player in the game. I mean, like. He can win any nuts because some nuts he comes out like we say he looks at looking like a world beater, and then some nuts he gets he, he seems kind of chinny and uh, he he gets caught in, in a lot of risky risky you know I mean every time Derek Lewis was throwing a punch everybody was just you know holding their breath you know because it, it's dangerous shots and uh, he got he got tagged a few times in there and uh, but when you but he, let's 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 be honest I mean uh, Derek Lewis isn't a world class athlete he's not no. he's not that he's not and Junior Dos Santos. You know, in my opinion, you know, he's a former world champion. He's that guy. And uh, that, that's why I'm so pissed he didn't put him away in the first round. Uh, but anyways, I, I don't know about, you know, I don't know if he needs – who does he find next? I mean, who's, I mean did he get a was, – was, that wasn't a number one contender shot, was it? I don't uh, think so, game? although Lewis somehow was ranked number three. <laughs> right. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that he uh, – they would. I, I would say that I don't know how good a matchup that would be for Cormier because uh, he got. I mean, Cormier's just going to wrestle him and take him down. And then, uh, but I don't think he's. I don't think. I don't think Dos Santos is up for a title shot or even, even considered close to getting one. But I don't know about that. I'm not going to throw up at him next. That brings us to this week's main show. It is another UFC on uh, ESPN Plus show, and it is going to be Fight Night London. It goes down Saturday, March the 16th. And for us here in the States, it's going to be a day show. So it looks like we get kicked off at 1 p.m. here in the States. And it is a a pretty big card. Uh, I'm not saying it's a great card, but it's a, a large card. We have 13 fights on here. We're going to go over just a few of uh, the highlighted matchups and, uh, for the most part, get uh, our DraftKings lineups in for the week. We still don't have Justin here, so we're, we're sputtering on getting our new uh, picks contest going. We will, we will try to start that next week. 
But looking at the DraftKings for uh, this week's uh, MMA uh, card, you know, before we kind of get to those picks, is uh, are there any fights on here that, that stand out to you, Greg, as ones that you really want to that you know you're really going to make sure you, you tune into? For me, uh, I I personally am, am, am pretty interested uh, in a couple, you know, not a ton, but I think that this Vulcan Ozdemir and Dominic Reyes fight is definitely a fight to keep to keep an eye on. Dominic Reyes is undefeated, ten and zero. He's a beast. He's a guy that we've talked about uh, in the past few weeks as far as being uh, a good test for some of these uh, these up and comer guys like uh, Johnny Walker or somebody like that, that that is so hot right now. Uh, and then, of course, we've also got uh, Gunnar Nelson back in the main event is uh, Darren Till and uh, Jorge Masvidal. Any of those stand out as uh, must see TV for you? Actually, all three of those you just mentioned are the ones I'm interested in. Yeah. But I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of a uh, big fan of uh, Darren Till, uh, and I always enjoy watching him fight. And that uh, the Reyes fight you were talking about, I was pretty excited about that one. Like you said, he's ten and zero. I'm, I'm excited to see his step up in competition in this uh, in this little watch here. But uh, there's a ton of good fights on here. I mean, even you know, it's not it's it's a lot better than the last card they had. We'll get spoiled. I agree. Anyway. There's not so many fights that just that like matter so much i think in the grand scheme but there's a lot of good fights you know there's still good matchups that are going to be they're going to give good action so i definitely am expecting uh some good entertaining bouts and uh you know even i I think you know the top three have implications as far as the the rankings go but uh but as far as uh, excitement goes i feel like it's really uh, a pretty pretty solid card uh let's get to uh some DraftKings, man what is uh you know, uh, we're going to start trying to get, uh, you know, our fate of the week. Who's the guy that's not going to make it into any of your lineups? Who is your your top play of the week? The guy that you're that you could potentially see keying in uh, on all of your lineups. Uh, first, uh, your fate of the week. Who is uh, who's who's the guy that is not that isn't going to make their way into any of your action? Uh, fate of my, fate of the week is not going to make it into my action. It's probably going to be. Um, let's see here. What's her name? Let me see. I hate pronounce her name. Oh, uh, Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla uh, yeah, yeah, Priscilla, yeah, yeah. Priscilla Cachera. Yeah. You know, she's got eight wins, uh, one loss. I really don't. I mean, but I don't know about her competition level and who she's really been fighting. Uh, her value on DraftKings is actually she's seventy seven hundred, but she's only ever scored a total of one point. Period, oh wow! Ever, ever in her history of uh, UFC and DraftKings. So. I mean, I don't know if that's just because, uh, you know, the person she fought was, oh, uh, what's her, Shevchenko, you know, that girl? Uh-huh. Shevchenko. What's her, Shevchenko, yeah, that girl, she, I mean, she just got obliterated, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of, I don't know if I should fade her because of that, and, you know, and also it's an MMA match, you can't base, you know, somebody, the future opponent on the last time they beat or lost to, you know, whatnot. Uh, but I guess I'm gonna have to go fade her just just because just because of that reason she's got one point on her uh, DraftKings there. But with that being said, I gotta say her opponent uh, uh, Molly McCann. Yeah. She her her total is only five points. So I mean I'm kind of excited for that. an even really even matchup like you were saying in this whole card. If you look at the lines for all the gambling and whatnot, everyone I was like minus 155 plus 125 or minus 185 plus 145. All these, like you said, this, this card itself, yeah, this card itself is actually a great matchup, and it's really, really going to be really hard 
And, like, as far as a uh, widespread goes of whose games, who's on this DraftKings this week, it's anybody's game because you, you ain't going to really be able to predict all the winners. I mean, you're going to have to make a solid lineup with uh, with the money that you get. But uh, one that I am going to have on here is Darren Till. And um, Darren Till and Dominique Reyes are the two I'm probably going to have on here. I like Joe Duffy, but uh, at uh, – you know, 9,100 with only a 69% or 69 point, you know, average. You know, it's not enough points for me to take you. Uh, let's see here. Another one I might be taking, uh, might be taking uh, Tom Breeze. Tom Breeze, he comes in at 8,400. It's kind of still high, but I think that he could possibly get a finish in the first round. You know, that's a that's another one of those killer be killed fights too. Uh, Leon Edwards. I actually like him against Gunnar Nelson, uh, and that's a shame because I really like Gunnar Nelson, but I just don't like him here. Not at uh, <clears throat> not against Leon Edwards. I think Leon Edwards is a better athlete, head and shoulders above him there. But those are a few that I see that I like. That's what I'm saying, though. But on this card alone, you got a lot of guys there at 84, 83. Like John Jones, I forget what he was. He was probably almost 10,000 or more when he came in there. People like that, you know you're going to get a finish or at least a lot of points. A lot of these guys – you're going to have a bunch of pick and choose from, but it's a, uh, regardless, I think it's going to be real close. And like we were talking about earlier, it's going to be the difference between, you know, 10 points or a first round finish, or, you know, you know, he had 11 more significant strikes. So you got like what, two or three more points. And that's going to be different to you making <clears throat> no money or getting your money back or hell. I mean, hell, you could win, you know, 20,000. I'd really like to do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. This is, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as this being one where, there is no easy, easy lineup to put together. It's so many fights that are that are so hard to call that it's going to be tough, you know, to put up just a stellar number. You know, we, we saw a couple weeks ago where there were people up there in the 600 points range. Uh, you know, they were they were putting together such such huge lineups. I don't know that this is going to be that kind of that that kind of card because it's just going to be. I'm not saying no one will, but I, I just felt like a couple <laughs> weeks ago it's like everyone did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? but it's, it's just like, like I mean, but anybody and any average Joe, you can grab. I like. I mean, I've handed the phone to different my girlfriend before, and she's picked a stellar lineup before, and you know, on the on the twenty five cent ones, and she's won like six bucks. <laughs> and I'm like, God oh, dang, girl. I wish we had thrown that up on the lineup, but uh, I mean, yeah, he's gonna have her start putting some lineups in. Yeah, we're gonna get her to start, but we'll get her on the show. We'll get her start doing some uh, some lineups, and we'll just laugh at her. And then when she's ch- catching checks, you know, we can we can sit here. <laughs> as long okay. as she uses no, our affili- as long as she uses our affiliate link, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for me, man, I, I, I've got to say that my play uh, this week that I that I would probably see me having on all, all of my lineups uh, is probably going to be uh, 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 Nad Niramani. Uh, really good wrestling. He's the he's the local there. I, I'm not familiar with this fellow. He's fighting this this Grundy guy, but uh, I don't think he's there to win. And I think that him being a. Uh, a fellow uh, guy. He's another guy from the UK there. So I feel like they know what they've got for him. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yep, <laughs> and yep. So I think Niramani's going to, going to stack points. He's expensive, but I think he's safe. Uh, as far as my fate yeah, of the yeah. week, I, uh, I really, uh, I really uh, can't see that. That honestly, I can't see me playing any of that. His opponent, I can't see me playing any, any of Grundy and I have a hard time uh, seeing me uh, pay, up 
uh, super high for a guy like Arnold Allen because uh, after seeing Jordan Rinaldi's wrestling over some of like some really some guys that I did not think he had a chance to beat, I can see Jordan Rinaldi's wrestling carrying the day here and uh, and maybe even playing Jordan Rinaldi is kind of my my sleeper pick at seventy five hundred. He's pretty cheap and I think he's got a really good chance to stifle the submissions of Arnold Allen and grind out that decision. So I will see yeah, here. I've got, I've got uh, Justin has sent me his lineup anyway. So I, I kind of throw it oh. out there, guys, just so just so everybody kind of knows uh, what Justin. Oh, Dan, we're getting Justin's. We're getting his lineup right now. I've got Justin's DraftKings lineup. Yeah, he sent it to me. So uh, so we can kind of kind of uh, you know uh, see what well, he's, he's looking at. Yeah, he's got Darren Till. Uh, Justin's got Darren Till. He's got Gunnar Nelson. He's got Vulcan Ozdemir, Jack Marshman, um, and uh, looks like Claudio Silva would be his uh, his other one. So he's got. Uh, let's see here. It looks like his lowest one. Uh, I don't even know if he stayed within the rank. Is that even legal? What he just did? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, <laughs> that seems like a lot of. That seems like a lot of favorites. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'll go ahead and give you mine. I, okay. I mean, keep in mind, I made this one today, so like this isn't this isn't my final one. But as of right now, I've got I've got Tom Breeze at 84. I've got Leon Edwards at 83. I've got Danny Henry uh, at 8,000. I've got Jose Quinones at 6,800. The only reason I took him is because he is the very last one on the list, and. Uh, I mean, last time I faded, I I just you paying so much for the first one on the list. I mean, this one's only, this guy's only sixty eight hundred hundred. He's only got two losses on his record. I don't think he wins at all. But uh, we're gonna go on to the next one. I just had the full disclosure of that. Then I got Dominic Reyes right here at ninety three, and I got Darren Till at ninety two. And that's what I was talking about. I started laughing about Justin's pick because all these guys seem so freaking high except for one, and that's Jose. The rest of them is at least 80. I got eight. Uh, Henry is the only one that's 8,000. The rest of them are 83 and up, and then I got one at 68. I don't even know how I managed to do that, but uh, we'll see how that one goes. My lineup is uh, looking like this. It looks like I'll go with Dominic Reyes, Nad Niramani, and uh, Darren Till as my uh, my money plays. And then I'll dive down and get Jordan Rinaldi for cheap. Uh, Danny Henry is a bit of a middle-of-the-road play that I I just he, – he throws up a good average. I, it's still a tough fight, but he's at home. And then I actually am going to be maybe slightly contrarian and go with Masvidal as well as Till. I'm going to get – I'm going to take both sides of that and hope that we get a five-round war where both guys can put up some points I, I don't, you, you don't think that Darren Till I, yeah I actually like that play you might get a and plus I have two left for the end of the night you know you probably pull a comeback from behind you know one of them will score you know 60 70 points the other one might score 100 that'd be a pretty good move up there well unless somebody just completely marks the other and they don't get any well, but I don't I see think, that know, Darren Till, yeah but Darren Till you know he shows that his, 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 his grappling his wrestling game is not like he's not he's not it's kind of subpar, but I mean, his stand-up game is so good. And you look at the, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Duvall. He he he, uh, he he when he fought Stephen Thompson, he got you know he got kind of worked in that fight, I think. And uh, Darren Till fights just like Stephen Thompson, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I don't, I mean, I don't know if Darren will knock him out or not. You might see a five-round war. Or a three-three round war. I don't know. Or it'll be five round because it's the main event. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the main reasoning behind me taking it is hoping we get all five rounds and we can stack some points. Ah, it's good reason right there. I like that. 
Well, that is going to wrap it up for our preview for uh, UFC London. Make sure you check it out on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we'll be catching it. It's some, some daytime action, man. So uh, we'll kind of know where we stand by, uh, by dark. And uh, looking forward to that, as always. Uh, thanks so much to our guest this week, Shamir Peshewa, uh, head of her main event coming up here next month, April 5th, at hour 57. Uh, thanks to uh, Greg as well for joining me this evening as we've uh, shot the shit on some uh, some recent MMA and upcoming MMA. Uh, we will rally back next week and see where we land uh, this week's uh, for this week's DraftKings. Hopefully we have uh, Justin back with us by then and we can we can dive into some some more detailed picks uh, and also. So don't forget to check out our friend Juan Puerta. You know, he fights Friday, uh, Greg. You know, don't forget Juan yeah, is sure, defending yeah. that Titan FC uh, 125 flyweight championship uh, coming up this this Friday. So that's actually when this thing drops, it'll be Thursday. So tomorrow night uh, you can catch right. that on UFC Fight Pass. And I'm sure you'll be wanting to tune into that one, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm watching. Very good, man. Well, we have to watch for some lines on that. I wonder if we can get odds on uh, on that Puerto fight. Too bad we don't have those out now. We would uh, we'd make some bets. I'm not fading uh, that guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're taking Puerto all day there. He's gonna he's gonna bring home some. He's gonna keep the gold there. We're gonna get some money off that one if they put him up there. We'll keep. We'll stay tuned for that. Thanks so much as always. Uh, this has been Tim Loy signing off for the Valor Hour. We'll see y'all next week. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on radio influence. This uh, study was talking about fentanyl, which is a real problem in our country. Um, look, fentanyl between 2013 and 2017 killed almost 70,000 people. Okay. And in 2013, it was 3,000. And in 2017, it was 28,000. So obviously that's an issue. Four grains of salt of fentanyl can kill a person immediately. So when when our presidents talk about building a wall to try to keep fentanyl out, good luck. If four grains of salt can kill an individual, how easy is that to, to ship somewhere? Is that hard? No. So, you know, they're blending it with heroin. Uh, our kids are exposed to it in school. Kids are dying all over the place. And I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump, but they say Donald Trump's more aware of it than Obama was. Obama kind of turned his head at it. So shame on you because it's become a big, big problem here in the United States. So for everybody who's chasing people that are smoking marijuana, uh, you need to switch that, you know, script a little bit and go to people with fentanyl. Trust me on this one. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.